This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 322. Have you ever felt constrained by the coaching process or worried that you're just not offering enough value? If you really let the client be in the driver's seat, maybe you struggle with how to use your expertise and experience to the benefit of your clients while still respecting the coaching process. Are you a leader who is trying to use coaching in your communication with your team, but you get confused about how to coach around certain topics? The truth is coaching is an incredibly useful skill set and a valuable way to listen and increase awareness around topics. And not everything is a coaching conversation. So let's dive into that concept today. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. It is great to have you join us for this last show in January of this new year. Now, I just spent two weeks working with roomfuls of talented sales leaders to strengthen their communication and leadership skills by using a coaching framework with their teams. And while coaching is a great way to enhance listening and communication skills, The reality is not everything is a coaching conversation. Then I was just working with a group of coaches in my mentor coaching program, and the issue came up that sometimes the coaches were feeling confined by the coaching process, and they had this desire at times to give additional value through their sharing of knowledge, experience, and insights. So a discussion grew around wanting to respect the process of coaching, but also really feeling that need to give in other ways beyond questions and reflection and even the sharing of occasional insights. So this is the deal. When something comes up to me in different ways in a very short period of time and it just keeps coming at me, it indicates to me that I need to do something in the show around that topic. So what we're going to do today is really address the fact that not everything is a coaching conversation. If you haven't met me yet, my name is Meg Rentschler. As an executive coach, I've coached and trained hundreds of leaders to be more effective in their communication and to create healthier work environments for the people in those environments to really thrive and be empowered. As a coach, instructor, and mentor, I have had the honor to train and mentor thousands of coaches over the years to have strong skills, to engage confidently in their coaching, and to build thriving businesses that support that work that they want to do in the world. I do that through this podcast. I do it through my Star Coach community and the many programs I have established to work with coaches to build their skills and increase their income. 
So I guess I ask you, does it seem strange that on a post a coaching podcast, we're going to talk about the fact that not everything is a coaching conversation? Well, this is how I see it. Every tool works best when it's used in the right job. So if you're trying to use a hammer in place of a wrench, you're not going to have the same success that using a wrench will bring you. And the reverse is true. If you need a hammer to get something in and you're using a wrench, you're probably not going to get it hammered in as effectively as you could with the hammer. They were both created for a purpose and they do a great job for what that purpose is. Even if you're a master builder and you wield a hammer every day like no other, you're not going to be able to make that hammer work as effectively as a wrench if the wrench is the tool that's needed. Well, the same can be said for the kinds of conversations that we have with others and the things that we do to bring our expertise forward. Not all conversations are equal in every given situation. So what I'd like to do today is explore the differences in the kinds of conversations that we have, the stories that we tell ourselves about each. If we're telling ourselves a story that I have to stay in this particular kind of conversation, or that this conversation is better than that conversation. What are the stories we're telling? How do we lean into making choices that make sense for the different situations at hand for each of us? Now, the field of coaching, I've had the honor of being an instructor for over 14 years. I see the kinds of people that get drawn into the field of coaching. It attracts successful, talented people who really like to help others. People who bring experience, who have been trained in different things, who have skill sets and insights that they want to share. Now, I also have the honor of teaching leaders how to use coaching in their leadership. And people in leadership positions are in those positions for a reason. They've been successful. They have experiences and training and advice to give. So how do we balance the telling and giving of information with evoking new learning and awareness from others? How do we find a balance in the telling and the asking? And what's appropriate for each? So I said that I've been teaching for a long time now, the skill sets of coaching. And in my experience, not just through this coaching lens, but gosh, when I was a therapist, anytime I'd learn a new technique or a new therapeutic approach, I think that when we learn a new skill set or have our eyes open to a new perspective, we might struggle with that tendency to see everything through that lens or try to make everything that we're doing fit through that new skill set. So when it comes to coaching, everything becomes like, how do I coach this? Or how, you know, when people are bringing this to me, how do we have a coaching conversation around that? We try to make coaching be the be all end all. We might even change the kinds of ways that we've engaged with people to make it now a coaching conversation. And very truthfully, it's not always about a coaching conversation. I w- we want to understand the value that using more coaching, whether we are 
leading others, whether we're having conversations just in general, that anytime I think we look through the skills that coaching can bring, it's going to make an enhanced conversation. Anytime that we bring less judgment and more curiosity, it's going to enrich a conversation. But once again, some conversations are a better fit for coaching than others. So let's think about the different kinds of conversations that we can have in the professional realm. Although most of these will fit very well in a personal realm as well. And then realize that every single one is an important conversation that has its place. So let's begin kind of looking through the lens of a teaching conversation. What is a teaching conversation? It's when we're imparting knowledge, we're sharing ideas or principles, sort of as an authority. We might be sharing resources and training, things that we know to be true. So that's sort of the teaching conversation. Now, many times, even in the coaching realm, we might hold information that our clients do not. And certainly in the leading realm, you as a leader might have information that your coachee, your team member, your direct report doesn't have. So For example, I've studied communication principles, leadership principles. I don't expect that all my clients know everything or have those that same knowledge base that I do. So while coaching questions help evoke awareness of what's within our clients, if there's something that isn't within the client because they just don't have that knowledge, no matter what your great question is, it's not going to evoke new knowledge. So it might be that in that realm, a teaching conversation is the better conversation to have. And you might ask permission to step into that conversation. You might offer some teaching and see if, in fact, that is something that is important to your client and lights your client up. So we have teaching conversations. The conversation that I see most often mistaken for a coaching conversation is the mentoring conversation. So a mentoring conversation is stepping more into partnership than a teaching conversation would be, but there's still a power differential in the mentoring conversation. It's often teaching or training through our own experience. We're showing the way through mentoring. We're sharing examples and um, taking what our mentee is dealing with and hopefully being curious about where their needs to grow are and what's happening for them. But we're stepping into a place of sharing through experience, giving examples of other things that people have done to learn and grow, things that we've done. When I am mentoring my coach clients, I am sharing with them, here's other ideas for other kinds of communication you might use. You went this way in the conversation. Here's other things to think about, other ways you could have gone. It is not making them wrong because my way is different. It's merely sharing my experience and perspective as a mentor to help them grow. So we've got the teaching conversation. We've got the mentoring conversation. 
Another conversation that we can have, and that I will say many people who come into coaching come from this world, and that's the world of consulting. When we're consulting, often we're diagnosing a problem. We're looking at the big picture and determining where are the problem places and determining how to close those gaps. We're creating solutions from the place of a consultant and giving the solution to our clients. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not engaging in discussion with them, but ultimately a consultant has been hired to grow through solution, to help create those solutions and really in the driver's seat of giving that conclusion and that solution. Now, for any leaders that are listening, where I see the consulting conversation most in alignment with what you do is you're going to have a managing conversation. What do we do through the managing conversation when we're a manager? We set expectations. The managing conversation might be where corrective action comes from, where we set procedures, how we set organizational structure. When we have a managing conversation, people know what's expected of them and we potentially may have to help redirect their behaviors. For coaches who are listening about the concept of that managing conversation, be certain as the coach that you're not asked to step into providing the managing conversation. You might help the manager have that managing conversation. But as the coach, you don't step into a managing conversation. The manager does the managing conversation. That is, you know, part of the flow, part of building rapport and respect with your client and managing confidentiality with your client. You wouldn't get information from the manager and then have that managing conversation with your client. That comes from the manager. So, so far we've sort of explored. We've got teaching conversations. We've got mentoring conversations. There's consulting conversations and managing conversations. And then there's also a psychotherapeutic conversation. Now that is going to be when there's somebody who's being treated with a mental illness. There's a diagnosis and treatment that goes with that. There are similar approaches sometimes between psychotherapy and coaching but usually very specific differences in the presenting issues. And therapeutic issues are often focused on historic patterns and themes or traumatic events. So unlike where you might step into a teaching conversation or a mentoring conversation, or maybe even a consulting conversation as a coach, you're not going to step into a psychotherapeutic conversation. That requires a referral and to somebody with the appropriate training and experience. However, that is a helping conversation that can happen. It just doesn't happen under your umbrella as a coach. So why am I exploring these different kinds of conversations? It's because when we are aware of these different kinds of conversations, and that each conversation has its own purpose, just like each tool in a toolbox has its purpose, we can be aware of what is the best fit for where clients are 
and what they're trying to achieve. When we understand these different kinds of conversation, it really highlights the necessity of getting very good at the skills of coaching so that our default is not one of these telling conversations, but that actually our default is curiosity and listening and evoking awareness. And then if, in fact, one of these other conversations is necessary, we can step into that place in partnership with our client, provide that other view, and then invite the client back into self-directed, self-determined discovery when we are in that place of filling the gaps with other conversations. We're going to return to our discussion around the different kinds of conversations that we have with others in just a minute. I do want to take a moment right now to invite you to take your Star Coach learning experience even deeper by joining our Star Coach community. You know, there is such power to connection and community. It is one of the key ways that I have created the business that I have today. It's not doing things on my own, but connecting with others and joining in communities. Our member community is vibrant and it helps you build your coaching confidence and your income. Did you know that 82% of coaches who want to build a sustainable business fail? Well, not on my watch. I am absolutely committed and our community is committed to building thriving coaching businesses, to getting barriers out of the way and breaking the isolation that often occurs when we're trying to do everything alone and spinning and feeling frustrated instead. So if you're tired of trying to figure out everything on your own, you want a trusted place to break through barriers, get questions answered, and get your goals met. Connect with this supportive community and get the momentum you need in your business. Consider joining us. Go to starcoachshow.com to explore the community. Go to the show notes for this episode and look for a link to explore the community. Now let's get back to our show. So the truth is that every conversation that we have could most likely benefit from more curiosity and less judgment. As a matter of fact, what I will say often to the leaders that I'm working with is, how would that conversation have changed if you'd asked just a couple more questions before you dove into telling? What I say to the coaches that I work with is, how can you stay in a place of curiosity and discovery, even if the first thing that pops into your brain is, oh, I know what they need to do. How can you shift that into, well, that might be something that they could do, and that might be a suggestion that I make, but I don't know for certain that that is the thing that they should do. We want to be cautious about shooting on our clients anyway. It's a possibility. It's not that you have the only answer for them. And yet, we do know through this discussion so far that not Every conversation is a coaching conversation. So when we use coaching, and it's not the most effective form of communication, 
what ends up happening is that it's frustrating for both sides of the conversation. And unfortunately, it diminishes the impact of coaching. So to give some examples, when I teach leaders a coaching framework, I am often asked, well, how do I coach someone who's not interested in following procedures? So what I might say to them is, well, begin with curiosity. What's going on with them? What's getting in the way of their ability to follow the procedures or their willingness to follow the procedures? But ultimately, if it ends up being just something they don't want to do and they're not interested in exploring that, that might end up actually being a managing conversation, setting expectations, you know, creating guidelines and and boundaries with people. I often also get asked, you know, when's the best time to coach versus mentor versus teach? And I would go back to, you know, what's the purpose of the conversation? What's the desired result? Is this leadership conversation? And you're having to determine whether you're going to coach, mentor, teach. What do you need to know about what they need to know? What could curiosity open up for you before you dive into any of those conversations? Another question I get asked a lot is, well, how do I know where to go next in the conversation? So what I would say about that is you're not in a conversation, any conversation on your own. So maybe you ask the other person, what do they feel like they most need at this moment? What's going to open things up for them? Use a little more questioning and curiosity in what conversation you're in. And I'm willing to bet that that will be a more fulfilling conversation for you and the other person. Now, the number one frustration that I hear from students and the leaders that I teach is that they love coaching, but they really want to be able to share their own expertise and experience when useful to the conversation. So the first thing that I would say about that is be certain that it's not your need that you're meeting, but the need of the other person that you're meeting by sharing that experience. How do you know that? Well, maybe you stay curious a little bit longer, ask a few more questions, and determine what's already on the other person's mind. However, your experience, expertise, and talent really are important. And as I mentioned earlier, what I know to be true about coaches is that they are very talented with great experiences, and just a plethora of expertise. So most successful coaches that I know, yes, they love to coach, but they're also driven to be able to share their knowledge, be able to facilitate things, be able to share resources. And through that, to get their needs met, to get their greatest impact out, they usually have multiple ways that they engage with their clients. They facilitate trainings or create programs that bring knowledge and resource to their clients. They might write books, write blogs, get their expertise out there into the world to have the greatest impact. Maybe that's through workshops. Maybe that's through mentoring. So as you're considering what is going to make me feel the most fulfilled and really being able to bring my impact to the world, it might be through multiple ways of engaging and not just a coaching conversation. You will be at your best when you are fulfilled and your creativity is met. The coaching process 
and a coaching conversation is incredibly powerful. It is exhilarating and transformational. And you might just decide that not everything is a coaching conversation for you. That's absolutely fine. You might decide, I want to bring my impact forward, yes, through coaching, but also through facilitating workshops, through writing books, through sharing my wisdom through a blog or through a podcast. I would challenge you to think about how you want to engage. And through that, continue to build your coaching muscles so that you know the difference between partnering with somebody in a thought-provoking, creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential through coaching, as the International Federation describes coaching, or whether for a particular thing, helping them to develop through one of these other conversations is what you want to do at any given time. Just be aware that when you're coaching, you're coaching, or you're letting the client know that you're shifting into another hat. Just as a master builder uses the hammer well to build her building, there are other tools needed to create that strong structure. So knowing what to use and being masterful in every single conversation is key to creating the outcome you and your client is looking to achieve. So build those tools in your toolbox and have a full set of useful tools so that you can use each to its best benefit. There is a place for teaching. There is a place for mentoring. There is a place in the world for consulting and managing and psychotherapy. Not everything is a coaching conversation, but when it is, believe in the resourcefulness of your client. Remember that trust is a two-way street. Do you trust that the other person is whole, resourceful, and creative? Are you challenging your client to think, really think about what they want, what's important to them, how they're viewing their situation, what they've tried, what possibilities are opening up for them? The space you give for discovery and awareness is a gift. It is powerful. It is transformational. So be bold. Meet your clients where they are. Yes, use your talents and your expertise and know that they have talents and expertise as well. No, not everything is a coaching conversation, but when it is, it is a beautiful thing to behold. So as we close for today, I once again want to invite you to explore the power of the Star Coach community at starcoachshow.com or in the show notes for the episode today at starcoachshow.com slash 322. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a fantastic week.